All right, folks, before we get to the main thing, I want to let you know that this episode of Oil & Gas Upstream is made possible by our good friends at Technip FMC. Now, you probably know them for their subsea business, but did you know that Technip FMC is doing fantastic things for the industry at the surface? The latest innovation is called Emission. And Emission will let you monitor and control vapor pressure in real time. To learn more, visit technipfmc.com. Oil and gas production is the union of natural systems with advanced science and complex engineering. Smart people across the globe create this remarkable place we call Upstream, and each day brings a new challenge. This is the Oil and Gas Upstream podcast, where we look at how these systems come together and learn from the people who make it happen. Welcome to Oil & Gas Upstream. I'm Elena Milkert, your host. Some of you know me as the former director for Oil & Gas Upstream Research at the U.S. Department of Energy. I retired from the DOE about a year ago and founded a small consultancy and became a podcast host. Before I begin, I want to thank Technip FMC for sponsoring this podcast. And I want to ask you if you would kindly answer a one-question survey. It takes about 10 seconds and the link is in the show notes. In return, we will happily send you some stickers for your laptop or your hard hat or your friends. And now for today's podcast. I'm looking forward to 2023. But before we talk about the podcast in the new year, I'd like to recap 2022. About six months ago, I auditioned for the job of new host for OGGN's podcast, Oil & Gas Onshore. You may have seen my audition video on LinkedIn. Well, on July 5th, I learned that I had won. And you may have seen the video on LinkedIn showing my reaction to that news. We renamed the show Oil & Gas Upstream and launched on October 3rd. My first guest was Dr. Susan Nash, Director of Innovation and Emerging Science and Technology at the American Association of Petroleum Geology, AAPG. We talked about how the term upstream is being redefined as we see new applications for petroleum skill sets in new areas such as geothermal and carbon sequestration. Susan also talked about AAPG's UPITCH matchmaking efforts for technology development, including investors, inventors, and technology users. I interviewed Dr. Hamed Sarush and Ms. Carrie Fellers of Petrolearn. We talked about innovative technology development, real-time risk identification and decision-making, and the expansion of what constitutes upstream, and reducing the cost of operations to increase profitability. Later, with Ms. Leslie Malone of mCloud, we talked about some of the fundamentals of petroleum engineering and how the digital oil field can increase field efficiency and safety. Dr. Bjorn Paulson of Paulson Inc. talked about the benefits and applications of advanced borehole seismology in the oil and gas sector and beyond. Then, Mr. Art Schroeder of Energy Valley, Valley Inc. gave us some insights. Then, Mr. Art Schroeder of Energy Valley, Inc. gave us some insights about where upstream sits in the oil and gas value chain. He talked about the difference between onshore and offshore upstream operations and the process of moving new technology from an idea to a marketplace reality. Then, Mr. Joe Navarre of Mesquite Technologies described how production technology has advanced over time, making artificial lift 
safer, and smarter. During one episode, I presented an excerpt from a speech I had just given as an energy thought leader on the topics of energy security, energy poverty, and energy literacy. Then on another episode, Dr. Alessandra Simone of Geostock Sandia described her 20-year career and transition from aeronautical engineering involving helicopters to petroleum engineering and her work in oil and gas across six countries. She also offered advice for new and student petroleum engineers. Mr. Jimmy Robinson of Northern Oil Field Services described some of the changes to the oil field over time from his point of view in the service sector, including hydraulic fracturing and his thoughts on human resources needs of the future. Ms. Karen Olson of Olson Turner Enterprises LLC recounted the early days of hydraulic fracturing. She described how the first SPE hydraulic fracturing conference came to be how she led the development of a 6-TCF gas reservoir in Norway, and she discussed the transfer of oil and gas skill sets to geothermal energy as part of enhanced geothermal systems. All these podcasts are available at the podcast website listed below in the show notes. Now, looking forward to 2023, I'm very excited. I will be reaching out to my network to see what folks in research have been up to. At DOE, my focus was upstream, offshore, and onshore. A key effort I led was the formalizing of a research partnership between DOE and BSEE, that's B-S-E-E, which is the acronym for the Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement at the U.S. Department of the Interior, the regulator for offshore. Another key effort was onshore unconventional and the establishment of 17 field laboratories at 19 field sites. The objective of the field labs was to understand how to maximize ultimate recovery from shale resources in key basins and other unconventionals like heavy oil. This included working with the national laboratories and looking at recovery mechanisms at the nanoscale, as we would say, from pore to core to reservoir, which is how we coupled the nanoscale learnings of the national laboratories with the field laboratories. DOE is now considering taking the field laboratory concept to looking at carbon sequestration field laboratories. That would be very exciting if they do that. So I'm really looking forward to trying to catch up with some of the previous field laboratories in uh, shale, shale plays. The data gathered from the unconventional reservoir field labs was the source for new data, new data analytics using big data and machine learning leading toward artificial intelligence and new subsurface visualization technologies and methodologies. So catching up with folks on that arena is also something I'm excited about. Another key area I worked on was converting produced water from a waste to a resource and partnerships with states such as New Mexico and Texas providing early funding to the Groundwater Protection Council resulted in a type of roadmap that included key research questions to be addressed that would convert or help us make produced water no longer a waste, but a revenue-generating resource. At the heart of all these research efforts was the establishment of public-private partnerships. Research for the sake of knowledge alone is not the best use of taxpayer dollars, 
but transforming that knowledge into new market capabilities available to all for use is a key benefit of investing taxpayer dollars in research and development, demonstration, and deployment. Needless to say, I'm really looking forward to interviewing these these, um, people who have been engaged in this research, finding out what's going on now, what uh, might be coming down the pike in the future, and hearing about other research and technology development that has advanced the -the state-of-the-art of upstream technology, technology that now has potentially new applications in geothermal development, especially enhanced geothermal systems, and in carbon sequestration, especially when coupled with enhanced oil recovery. I'm excited to explore these topics and more. So thanks for a great launch to the Oil & Gas Upstream podcast and for all your support in 2022. I hope you will stay with me in 2023. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. If you want to be interviewed on the podcast, just let me know. As always, thank you for listening and please leave a review. Tell us what you like and what you'd like to hear about on future podcasts. This is Elena Melkert, your host for Oil & Gas Upstream. More next time. Join us again next week on the Oil & Gas Upstream podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com. Thank you.